good, the bad, the ugly. Welcome to Sustain Nutrition's podcast, Chewing the Fat, where Joe and James will be discussing all things good, bad and ugly regarding training and nutrition. So pull up your pants, put your best foot forward and get ready for some serious oral pleasure. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Joe and James. Sustain Nutrition Chewing the Fat. One. <laughs> I don't think I think we could do a hundred podcasts and I'd still find that mildly amusing. Episode 22. 21. Jesus Christ, unless this is in the future. We've recorded another one. Right, Joe. Let's just get straight into it. Let's get down to the nitty-gritty. Let's get balls deep with some Valentine's special. <laughs> Chitty chatting pleasure. What are we talking about? Uh, I don't know. What did you say it was? Making it easy oh okay good stuff yeah so I say this all the time to people is that people make their fat loss hard that needs to be it's especially when someone's struggling is no I'm sorry I'm going to have a, a little moan is you tend to get messages where people go A has happened B has happened C has happened D's making it harder E's not helping F's coming up and G's another reason I can't do it thanks speak to you later you need to have solutions to problems if you're going to get anywhere and often people are going to struggle the most when they've got the most issues on their plate so you need to find a way that's going to work for you i'm all for you know having a bit of a moan and discussing your problems i'm a big fan but you need to find the way that was going to work for you it's always going to be the easiest one as it's always going to be one that causes the least disturbance to your life and that's what kind of the making it easy stuff is all about is about making the solutions to your problems, ones that you can do, because it's so often people say, when I'm stressed, I'm going to have a bath. Well, how often are you stressed in your house with half an hour for How often do you have a bath? You know the answer to this. <laughs> <laughs> you can smell me through the podcast. Yeah, it's just like people just give themselves solutions that they aren't going to be able to put into place because they're too hard. Yes, I think, again, with this whole idea of people, again, air quotes, you can't see on the podcast... Wanting to be perfect or feeling that you have to be perfect for you know weight loss or fat loss to occur. And then it just takes it out of kind of the realms of possibility of them even doing it. So they feel that you have to prep and cook every single gram of food that you eat. You know, that you can't eat any chocolate, you can't have any biscuits, you can't have any kind of slip-ups, you can't drink anything pleasurable, that you have to work out five times a week and do, you know, five sessions of cardio. Ooh. And all these things that people kind of feel that they have to do. So then when they put these barriers in front of them and they can't do it, you know, they, oh, there's absolutely no way that I can, you know, batch cook and prep three hours a night for my food is kind of, you know, some of the feedback I've had off people. Okay, cool. You don't need to but do that. But who does do yeah, that? You don't yeah. need to do that. So don't do that. You know, let's find a way that works for you, that, you know, that gets you results. You know, if you hate going to the gym or you don't have time to go to the gym, all right, let's just look at being a little bit more active during the day. You know, let's try and get out for a nice long walk with the family on a weekend. You know, whatever it is that's going to get the same results, 
you just need to work on that and find what works for you. You know, I think food is a, a massive one, so I'll let you talk about that for a little bit if you want. Yeah, go for it. So it's the thing of there's so many good options. <laughs> there's so many good options in supermarkets these days that people say, you know, I can't be bothered to cook, so I order a takeaway. Well, A, there's loads of good things we can go into takeaway, so we'll go into that. But B, the number of things that you can get where you literally just put food in the oven for half an hour and it comes out done. I wouldn't say it's astounding, but there's a lot of stuff, isn't there? So, yeah, I got just but yeah. for a change. You know, people get the idea that any kind of you know ready meal is you know horrifically bad for you and it's going to be full of calories. I think that's you know kind of horse gate with the microwave lasagnas. Yeah, they're obviously going to be pretty shit, pretty low quality. But there's loads of other stuff. You know, I had someone who was kind of apologising for having. I think it was like a Marks and Spencer's stroganoff or something like that. Like said, I oh, know it's terribly processed. Like it's not. It's just Might someone's cooked higher calories. Yeah. Made your own. Someone's cooked a stroganoff and then put it in Tupperware and you've heated it up. Yeah, That's... someone else has gone to the, the bit that you struggle with. Yeah, you you know, being just because <clears throat> you eat your leftovers the following day out of your Tupperware, you microwave it, doesn't make it a horrific meal, does it? Carry on. It's just finding solutions, then, isn't it? So it's. I love the the marinated meat that comes in tins or comes in, in tins. Yeah, aluminium. Like hot dogs. <laughs> Marinated hot dogs. <laughs> is that Marinated a euphemism? Euf- Marinated in brine. <laughs> hey, Classy. My, my dad's a 63-year-old. I wouldn't say he's particularly healthy, but he's pretty much uh, lived off those. So, yeah. <laughs> you no, mean in trays? Not, not, not hot dogs. You mean the metal trays? Yes, out of aluminium trays. That's what I meant by tins, yeah. Salmon, you know, that could also be a tin. Anyway, I'm not going to argue the point over what's a tin and there's so many marinated meat uh, options you've got you've then got root veg or Mediterranean veg you can then choose your carbs of which you know there's going to be loads of different options from wedges to mash to noodles to rice that are coming about 42 different flavours these days so you've got everything you need there you've got your, your proteins your fats your veggies and your carbs you've probably got hundreds of different combinations there without ever getting near breaking one of the sustained commandments slash habits. And if you want to do that too, that's cool. You know, pasta, this stuff where you can just put pasta in the microwave now, same for noodles, same for a few oven chips. It's not going to break the bank. If you look at why do you gain weight, it's because you eat too much of a certain food. It's not going to be any of the things I just mentioned. There's not many people I see who pasta is their biggest issue. And if it is, they tend to be the, the woman who's 64 kilos and wants to be 62. Mm. You know, in the nicest way, it's probably not going to make or break their life. That's probably a very small percentage of the people that we deal with. So actually, for most people listening to this, there's much bigger issues afoot. God, there's much bigger issues afoot for me and you. You know, the issue I have is not because I overdo pasta. No. Because I eat too much chocolate, eat too much takeaway, drink too much occasionally. You know, and some of that, if you've been following us recently, you'll see that I'm trying to remedy with it, you know, a different solution to that. Six days sober. Yeah, it's doing well. <laughs> Seven. Oh, yeah, all right. Hey, it's, it's, no, it's no chocolate, actually. A little bit cranky. I was trying to think I went out last had a drink. It's quite a while ago, though. Anyway. No, not, that, not that that's the point of this podcast. A little bit about me. Yeah, so you just, you know, for me, look at where you struggle. So, you know, what habits, behaviours, choices are you making right now that are holding you back? You know, kind of what... <laughs> I'll answer that for you. You're not eating enough protein and yeah. veg. It's probably going to be... Shut it. up. 
what you are what, so rude. What do you need to change, kind of right now, to get to where you want to be? Because that's you know that's we've talked about the gap and stuff before. Is you know where you're at now, you know where you want to be. What needs to change is that taking more control of your food. You know, so if you skip breakfast normally because you want to have an extra thirty minutes in bed, and then you get to work, and then at two, you know, ten a.m. you start making poor food choices because you're starving, and then. You know, you get your lunch on the fly, which causes you again to make bad food choices. So, the answer is right. You need to take more control of your food. So you need to look at you know fast, easy breakfast. You need to look at prepping and taking your own food choices for your lunch. So how can you do that? And how can you do that in the easiest way possible? And that's your answer. Same thing with exercise. If you struggle or hate getting to the gym, find something that you enjoy doing. You know, take up a sport, join a club, go to netball practice, whatever you want to do just find the easiest way it doesn't have to be the optimal way and I think that's where people get a bit angsty is everything has to be optimal <coughs> if optimal doesn't fit your lifestyle you don't enjoy that you aren't going to do it and also are you looking for optimal results because not many people want to get absolutely shredded most people want to be a little bit leaner a little bit healthier more confident more comfortable yeah and that's not going to come from either 1,000 calories and burning 3,000 veins in your abs is it it's going to come from being a bit more comfortable in your clothes. And often, you know, I think with me and you, this is quite a good one, as people will say to us, oh, you know, you're looking thinner or you're looking bigger or you're looking leaner, like, because the, the shape that we have, we never get to the point where it's really obvious in clothing. You know, we notice it because it's it's on ourselves and, you know, we're, we're a couple of together, so we're going to see. <laughs> but, you know, it's that thing of most you people... you tell me I'm feeling really cuddly? <laughs> most people want to, to feel more comfortable in their clothes. That's the, the level they're at. So it's going to come down to you don't need to have an absolute shed load of green veg with white fish and, you know, a tiny serving of, of brown rice to hit your goals. You're going to have a lot more leeway. You've just thrown, James just thrown Spencer's sock <laughs> overhead and it's just dangling off the chair. This I appreciate it's pretty crap on a podcast, but I wanted to draw James' attention to it. Yes, yeah, so fill in the gaps. You know, see what you're lacking or what needs to change and then find the easiest route possible to get there because, you know, there might be a time where you have to kind of turn up the heat a little bit. But I think, you know, mistakes that I see is people starting too hard too fast you know we always talk about kind of you know fat loss being like going for a run and if you set off at the wrong pace you're never going to maintain it you need to set off at a suitable pace even if that's just walking and if you're not a runner don't sprint start yeah if you've got a long old journey ahead of you if you've got five stone ten stone to lose going straight out the blocks on a fish and broccoli diet is not going to be the one because you have unfortunately got a longer list of habits that, that need to change Outsource as much as you can. Get someone else to do it, and you know, think about the things you struggle. Is people struggle to have food ready to hand? That's the thing I always say to people when they say I went off plan. Is what other options did you have? You know, sometimes you read people's days and it goes bacon sandwich, you know, takeaway for lunch, meal out for dinner. Like this looks like a day where you woke up with no idea of what you're going to eat. So your two options then are to cook the food ahead of time or to plan what you're going to have. Now, the cooking bit's the hard bit, because that's what takes the longest, you know, chopping all the veg and blah, blah, blah. So pay someone else to do it. It's not that expensive. It'll probably be cheaper than the day I just suggested. And the food is then there, ready for you. And once you get used to doing this, like, it's an effort at first. It's slightly more effort than having a takeaway. But that's why we get in these situations. 
And the more you do these habits, and the thing I say all the time, like for me, is I have a, a tub of olives in my fridge. So I come home and I'm ravenous and I grab a few, I have 10, 15, and it just takes the edge off. And that's become a habit to me. It's really easy now for me to consciously always have that in the fridge. Like when people first start, I'll just keep going for a minute here before I shut up. Go for it. When people first start, the number of people that forget their lunch, like at first it would blow my mind. I'm like, how do these people do it? How do they cook their food and not take it in with them? Mm. And it's because it's a new habit. So it's a new habit to cook, it's a new habit to shop, it's a new habit to put your food into a Tupperware, it's a new habit to take it with you. So they've actually done three out of the four habits, they've just forgotten the last one. I would ne- I could count on one hand last time in a year, I've got to work, got to work and gone, oh bollocks, I forgot my food. Oh, no, it's some kind of plan. Yeah, because, it's, because I've ingrained these habits so well, because I go, take your food with you, it's just what I do. And if I don't have any food, or I'm a meal shy or whatever, then my next habit is there ready to go, is go to Morrison's and get, shout out to Morrison's, it's, a, it's get some rotisserie chicken, some veg and some rice, or some meat, or some olives. Like it's there, it's done, I've decided, I know what to do, because I've probably done it 50 times. Whereas if this is all new for you, that's really, really hard. And then like James says, they're so desperate to be perfect, that these easy options that I've said aren't apparently obvious, because they've just not been done often enough yet. So you just need to keep looking for solutions and then apply them consistently enough until they're ingrained. Yeah, I think moving on from the, you know, still making it easy, another massive struggle for people is kind of weekends, social events, stuff like that. And we, you know, they feel like they have to Mm. resist or completely abstain from stuff. Don't. Again, you know, there's no happy ending to an unhappy journey. Valentine's (laughs) child. So if you're, you know, if the journey to your goal is paved with misery because you've. (laughs) avoided any kind of social engagement for like three or six months it's oh. not going to be a happy result I'm know? rolling my eyes because people do do, do it you know, yeah you know what I mean so if you hard. think oh I'm just not going to have any chocolate I'm you know I'm going to I'm going to wait for three months where I have absolutely nothing sociable going on where I don't have to or I won't want to go out for any meals or go to any parties or have a drink <laughs> or you know do anything sociable one that's never going to happen two it's completely unrealistic might do for me and you yeah <laughs> three you've got the social life of me and Joe that's probably um, your bigger issue then not nutrition shut up so make it easy for yourself you know have these meals out parties events you know weekends away holidays whatever they are but you know have a little bit of a plan if you want to have one you know kind of I was speaking to um, Lauren who works here today and she was asking about the coaching if you want to you know drink a bottle of Prosecco a night and have a chocolate cake for your breakfast that's fine by me but just be realistic about the results that you might get it's you know it's fine to have these foods don't panic don't think that everything is ruined but you know if I'm going to drink a bottle of Prosecco (coughs) Jesus Christ I'm going to drink a bottle of Prosecco every night I'm not going to expect to get the best results possible I feel like I've gone off on a slight tangent there. Yeah, weekends is a good one because making it is... I'd say that's where people struggle more because there's more external pressure. So it's quite easy Monday to Friday or Monday to Friday lunchtime to go and to pick a good meal. You've got a routine, haven't you? Because you've yeah. got your... You know, you get Unless, up, you have your breakfast before work, usually. You have a lunch break. You, you know, you come in, you have your dinner. It's more structured. I think the people that really matter to you aren't in so much control then is if that makes sense so I can you know mm. easily not see my friends or 
you know, I miss his Monday to Friday lunchtime so much. Don't get oh, me wrong, yeah. you're, you're all right, but I don't really give, like, if you're eating crap and you said eat something, I'd... Me and you are different on this one uh, to, to the average people because we're both pretty stubborn and e- easily pretty. able to very stubborn. <laughs> so if someone says to me, have a pint, and I say, no, thank you, then that is the end of conversation. Whereas this is where a lot of people struggle because they're different people to, to yeah. us. So when, More sociable. So yeah, so when their friends and their family say, you know, eat this, one won't hurt, blah, 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 that's really, really hard. And that's when it becomes harder for you to control this. So you need to... It's a bit like the SAS, isn't it, where they, they say, give them a bit of information, you know, when they're being interrogated, because it appeases people. So if you go to a party and say, I'm not going to eat any crap, I'm going to sit here and drink diet tonic water, I'm going to sit at the side so I'm not tempted, you're going to alienate the people really close to you. Whereas if you have a bit of a plan, and you've got a bit of a backup of, I'll have two glasses of wine, and I'll eat before I go, so I can eat less party food than I would usually, then that's great, because you probably just reduced your intake by about 50% if not more Yeah, you know you see people come back and they have a glass of wine and a dessert and they beat themselves up you go what would you normally have yeah. oh well actually I'd binge for two days every week yeah. well and you've done awesome then. two, two bottles of wine and you know a massive <coughs> meal so you need to think about you know when are you going to struggle most to be on plan well it's probably going to be the weekend it's probably going to be your Friday or Saturday nights so give yourself a bit more wiggle room here you know, you need to pick and choose your battles and decide when it is that you're going to to adhere and when it is that you're going to kind of to take your foot off the gas a bit. But yeah, it's not a problem. But you know, our advice is always for kind of weekends or social engagements to fly is just set yourself some limits if you want to. You know, if you want to control the amount of calories that you have, then go in with a kind of a clear plan of right, I'm gonna allow myself to have X, Y, and Z and I'm gonna have this many drinks and they're going to be this type of drinks and then that's going to be a massive factor into kind of like determining how much you end up eating you know like example I normally use if, if I go around to my mum and dad's for food on a Sunday I'm not going to dictate what my mum cooks so she might cook a lasagna with a salad so I'm going to have lasagna and I'm going to have salad but I can then say well I'm not going to have any crisps or olives or anything that she puts out beforehand I'm not going to have any of the garlic bread that she'll put out with the pasta and then I might not you know have the dessert or I might have a controlled portion of the dessert no wonder you're so fat controlled <laughs> um, you know and I'll have you know diet soft drinks I won't drink kind of beer or wine or sambucas like they have on a Sunday <laughs> animals 70 years old shots of sambuca on a Sunday don't mess around watching Dancing on Ice that's how my mum and dad roll sounds good retired life if you look at the the willpower research on stuff like this often the, the, the issue comes down to people have so many questions so you've always got these questions going on in your head and you only have ability to answer so many so for example if you go out for a meal one of the questions is you know what starts am I going to have what main am I going to have what dessert am I going to have how many drinks am I going to have what am I going to drink so this is why people like Mark Zuckerberg wear the same clothing to work every day because it reduces the number of needless decisions so you can focus on the ones that really matter so ultimately it's the same as when you go to um when, you, when you're buying something that's got loads of different options, like with weddings, what they'll do is they'll wear people down by asking them innumerate questions. So people say, sod it, I'll just take the standard package, which is then loads more expensive. Genius, isn't it? So what you've got to think is that the more questions you answer ahead of time, the more decisions you make, yeah, the, the, the less, better plan you have in your mind. The less you've got to make when you're there. Because we all know what happens. If you turn up somewhere and you're hungry and you're stressed, and someone says, what do you want to eat? You're going to say, you're going to pick the first thing that takes your mind. What are you eating? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to eat whatever I fancy. 
And it's the same once you've had a few drinks, is your decision making gets worse. You know, because your awareness of the situation is reduced. So, make decisions ahead of time. You can sit there in the cold light of day. It's the same as don't go shopping hungry, because you end up buying all this crap you don't actually need. You know, I do it all the time. I get home and go, why'd you, why'd you buy this much? You don't even want this much. So it just comes down to, and people go, I've not got the time, or, you know, it's a real effort. Yeah, it is an effort, but it just pays back. It pays you back tenfold. It's probably going to take you five minutes to sit down and go, oh, well, that's the menu for the weekend. I'll have this, this, and this, and two gin and tonics. Well, you know, that is not a massive effort. But if that's going to be the difference between a 2,000 calorie day and a 5,000 calorie day, which is legitimate enough maths, then it's going to, well, I'd hope it'd be worth it to well, you. Well, that's it. You've got, you've got a five, ten minutes of you <coughs> making these decisions, making these plans, which, you know, you might say, oh... I could plan a week's food in ten minutes. Yeah, it's it's inconvenient. But then, again, you know, kind of how inconvenient is it for you not hitting your results? You know, kind of you've obviously want to lose weight for a certain reason. That reason's pretty much always for happiness because people think, you know, kind of like losing a certain amount of weight or fitting into a certain size, you know, dress size or being a certain size is going to make them happy. So is that worth five, ten minutes of your time? Or do you want to kind of stay as you are 24 just, hours a day? Listen, to us waffle for 20 minutes. You could have just, <laughs> just turned it off and plunge your food in your head. Yeah, it's, it's such a... Um, and it just makes such a difference because if you yeah. go out and you go, well, I'm going to have a few drinks, what does that mean? Well, well, in my number of a few, it's about 13, I find. Yeah, I there you go. You know, kind of, you've got to get into kind of three or four. Does that still you know, go into the a few drinks, uh, five or six? Is that still a few drinks? You know, wherever you go, I'm going to go out and I'm going to have three beers. Right, I know exactly how many beers I'm going to have. <laughs> You know that's it, and I get to, you know I might I'm probably going to savor it a little bit more. I'm going to have one, you know, then I'm not going to rush straight in. Where if you've got, I'm going to have a few. It's just it's very loosey goosey, you know. Same thing we like when we talk about smart goals. Someone says, you know, if I said right, I wanted to buy a new house, so I'm going to save up. I'm going to save some money this year for a deposit, and at the end of the year, I've got you know an extra fifty pounds. Have I achieved my goal? Because I have actually saved some money. Am I fuck? <laughs> because I should have put right. I want to save you know, an extra £5,000 this year or whatever it is. And then I don't know if I've hit it or not. You know, if I hit 4600 then I've still got a pretty good result. But you just need to be kind of very specific and then you know if that's worked or not. But saying I'm going to allow myself a few treats, I'm going to have a few drinks, it's not worthless, but it's not going to be a massive help. Yeah, it's just, I think when you work like we do with so many people and have worked with so many people, is that you just see the practical applications of this. You're kind of kidding yourself. Over and over and over. Yeah. People are kind of going half-arsed and then not getting the results because they've gone half-arsed. Um, it's a tough one because there's certain things you've got to kind of accept that you can't do. So I will not go out and have three beers. I'm going to be... I don't even like saying the number because it's embarrassing. But I'm like a temp pipe man. So that is how it is for me because that's what gives me pleasure. So I do it less often. So that's my solution to that. With chocolate the stuff you know, I documented it earlier is that I've been unable to moderate it it doesn't add to my life that well so I'm cutting it out there's other things that I can moderate a bit better that I'll try and do with that so it's having a range of tactics and the belief that people have that it's just going to be right I'm going to do this tactic and it's going to work and then I'm going to do that forever well they're going to change all the time sometimes it works sometimes it won't you just need to have these different tactics in the bag that you can work on and back to the topic because we've gone off on a mega tangent I was just going to pull you back there. Make it as easy as possible. But that's it. So looking at Joe's examples there of how he's making things easy is 
one, it's not easy for him to go out and have three beers, so he's not going to do that. He's going to go out and he's going to have ten beers, but then to make it easier, you know, so that's making it easier because he can't stick to the three beers. So if he tries to do three beers every Friday night, that wouldn't work. So instead, he has ten beers sporadically, <laughs> occasionally, and it is sporadically to be fair. So it's not going to impact my progress. Yeah, he struggles to moderate chocolate, so he's just going to completely avoid it because you know when he's tried to kind of moderate and put like small amounts in usually turns into large amounts and ironically and a couple of people have said this that is easier having none is easier and back to the stuff before ooh nice segue Joe is that <laughs> there's no questions to be asked because when I go into the shop now it's no chocolate so it's not well what's, so, bit, yeah. what's some what's, is 50 grams enough is this what I said I'd have for my week because it's just much much easier for a lot of people yeah, I can't think who it is abstainers or moderators is it Gretchen Rubin possibly um you know, some people can moderate really well, and some people are absolutely crap at it. And as you can see from my chocolate and alcohol thing, it's not what I'm great at. So find what works for you. And those two actually work quite well for me. So, or well, I say this: I'm on day eight of no chocolate. Yeah. So. Whereas again, I'm I'm pretty good at moderating. Yeah, you know, I'm, I am. I've got a, a a terrible sweet tooth, but then I can be quite happily just to have 25 grams of dark chocolate on an <laughs> evening. I've still got my half tub of Ben and Jerry's in. It's Laugh, been laughably small amounts of dark chocolate, though. It's been, been there for like a, a, a month. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm quite good at that. So that's what works for me. So, you know, I've done it before. I did it a couple of years ago for Lent. No, I'm not religious, but I just gave up chocolate for Lent. I think I gave up chocolate on Christmas, actually. And then, as soon as Lent finished, I just ate a fucking load of chocolate. <laughs> like, my wife had got me like about 40 bars of chocolate. So I ate, I ate like the equivalent of having a bar a day, <laughs> which was probably more than I would normally eat anyway. So it's a massive backfire. And, you know, just to go off on a slight tangent, is that's another thing we see is that you know people do like three months to sustain, and they'll try and avoid all these things that they have kind of problem um, moderating, and then it finishes, and then they just go back to it. And you know, the mics sometimes come back, although we'll message them to see how they're doing. They'd be like, well, I, I didn't eat any chocolate for three months when I was with you, and now I can't stop eating it. Well, we shouldn't really address that. You know, if you'd been having, like, one or two bars a week whilst you were getting coached by us, that's probably going to serve you in the long term. Yeah, it's the kind of thing that we try to ask, I think, the, the more we've, the longer we've done sustain is, is this sustainable for you? Like, especially, when, realistic. especially when someone's doing really well. You know, if someone comes in and they smash a stone off in four weeks... My first thought is well done, and my second thought is, can you keep this going? Like, I really do worry for people that they're going to have, have taken a route that it's isn't overly effective. Yeah, or it's very effective, but it's not sustainable. And that's, you know, we built a brand on it being sustainable, so it's important that we help people find that route. And often it's people who are struggling to find success, and we've got to ask a bit more of them. Other people, they've almost got too much success because I, I guess it's. It's almost addictive, isn't it? If this is working, so I'll do more of it. Like, oh, but what kind of person are you? What's going to happen when this finishes? And that's when it comes down to what they've said. How are they talking? Are they saying, I'm going to deal with this in three months? Or are they talking like me and saying, I've made a conscious decision, that's it, no more chocolate forever, because that's something I know I can do. It's not going to kill me. It's obviously, it's going to have its difficulties. And that's a real red flag for me. I'll think about this in six months, three months' time. Like, no, we're going to think about it now, because otherwise... You'll have wasted, not wasted your money, but you won't have got as much from it as you could have done. And that's, you know, we want to deliver a good service for people and help them achieve what they want. So, this kind of, well, maybe it does. We'll see. 
ties in a slight analogy that I just thought of there. It was uh, a few years ago I did, uh, I say climbed, I walked up Mount Kilimanjaro <laughs> with a group of us. So it's five and a half days to get up. It's highest mountain in Africa. What do you know about that? Um, 19,500 feet. So it's five and a half days of slow trekking up. And on the last day you camp at Millennium Point, I think it is. Um, you get a couple of hours sleep and you set off at midnight so you can get up by 9 o'clock, 9am when the sun's coming up. And nearly all of us got it. It was quite, I think there was a group of 17, about 15 of us got to the top, which is quite unheard of. But then, once you got to the top, <clears throat> you obviously have to come back down. So you can stick up there for a little bit, take your pictures, it's a bit spacey, uh, and then you come back down. And the kind of thing was, they were surprised at how many of our group got up. But everyone, except for about three of us, was absolutely fucked. <laughs> and they didn't have the energy to get back down <coughs> because they'd gone too hard, because they'd kind of pushed themselves so far to get to that point at the top. They had to literally get carried down by the Sherpas. Oh, lucky Sherpas. Yeah, I had to walk my fat ass down. I think I said to, had to walk your Sherpa down. Like, <laughs> I didn't did carry you up. I didn't give one of them a piggyback at a time. That was a big mistake. Um, so it was just, they'd gone at the wrong pace for them basically and kind of gone all or nothing to get to that point and then had nothing left and it just kind of ruined them for the rest of the journey back down and <laughs> the thing I'm tying that in with the dieting thing is when people set off are they really this, fat now? Yes, the, <laughs> never walks again set off at these you know ridiculous pace or with this kind of crazy outcome just thinking I'm going to get to my 90 days I'm going to get to my 3 months Ugh. by avoiding all those things by you know doing an unrealistic pace and then they can't continue it and then they have to get Oh, you feel like you feel a bit like a wanker, don't you? Because I've saw something on Facebook the other day with someone saying, "What's the best juice diet or or shake diet?" It was, and every like a couple of people said, "For the love of God, don't do that." And then loads of people were like, "I lost loads of weight on this," but you just know what happens because you're, yeah. you're you're just papering over the cracks, aren't you? And you don't want to knock people's enthusiasm for giving it a go and whatnot, but you just have to look at the success rate of these things and and be realistic with yourself. And it's it's hard to question people, but ultimately our jobs aren't always to say what we want to hear it's trying to get the best outcome for them long term so you need to think on that one as well yeah so to sum up <laughs> think about where you're at now think about where you want to be and then think about the easiest path of doing these things so you need to break down you know the choices that you make the habits the behaviors that you kind of do whether that's you know emotionally in or you know socializing you know whatever is holding you back from being that person or being in that place that you want to be and then find the easiest solution for those not the hardest one not the optimal not the most yeah. perfect one you know because that's probably not going to be feasible to you <laughs> or you'll probably be doing it already but find the easiest one and if that's going to Morrison's and buying you kind of like pre-prepared meals and packs of ham or you know paying for someone to cook your food you know finding some kind of exercise or activity that you enjoy Whatever it is, find that, but find the easiest way of you doing this. Perfect, yeah. And uh, thanks for listening to that. You could have watched a whole episode of The Simpsons that time. <laughs> Simpsons Obsessed. So thank you very much, guys. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share it with your friends. You know what I mean? Let's get a better movement. It really helps with the podcast if you give it a little review, leave a comment, and... Sus, you got anything to add? No, I'm good. Talking to the goddamn microphone, you ginger freak. I said no, I'm good, thanks. I didn't say thanks before, did I? Sweet. Right, good night, God bless.